authentic conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is November the 23rd, 2014. This year is flying by so fast, it's just crazy. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, and the main thing we're going to talk about is you and your good name. One thing that is um, very difficult to get back or that you do not want to lose is your good name. But we live in a time where your name can be scandalized and put it in a nice hood term, people can turn it up on you so quick it will make your head spin. So what do you do? How do you um, fight back? How do you take back territory that you busted your behind to get in the begin to begin with? And moreover, how do you stay sane when you do it? Well, it's not that easy. It's not that hard either, but it doggone sure isn't that easy. And what I found is that the more that you try to fight back, the more pushback that you will get from uh, – I, I know a lot of people over-spiritualize things, so I don't like to put everything on the devil. I think that um, sometimes we attribute stuff to Satan that is our own crap. We think out the box. We tend to blame other people for stuff that we do, which, in fact – we had nothing to do uh, with it sometimes, and other times, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did make a mistake. Yeah, we did say something that we should not have said, did something that we should not have done. And for lack of a better um, way to look at it, we screwed up. So what do you do? How do you get your name back? How do you get people to start respecting you again? How do you start respecting yourself? Now, I'm going to approach tonight's subject from several angles. One angle that I think is just more than appropriate is let's be honest about a lot of stuff. Let's stop blaming other people for stuff that we did or did not do. Let's pay attention tonight to fixing scandal in four areas of our life. The first one is I'm going to say For those of us that have, if you haven't had this happen to you, it's just because you're not doing nothing. Because I guarantee you, if you are in any way about to blow up, if you are making money, if you just got a, let's let's look at this from a couple of angles. Let's say you just got fired from your job. Let's say uh, right now you're in the midst of some crap at work that has absolutely nothing to do with anything you did, but your name is knee deep in it. Another one is think about the times that you married into somebody's family and you realize, oh, heck, I done married into it. There's some fools in your family, boo. You didn't tell me about these people. But now you're in it, and everything that your significant other, husband, wife, whatever, does is your fault. You have, you're getting blamed for everything. Here's another one. You just joined an organization. 
you only wanted to make a difference in the community. Now you're in with these fake folk, and they're throwing your name and putting you in the middle of stuff that ain't got nothing at all to do with you. Another example of this, you can be at church. All you wanted to do was help out, help the community, serve the Lord, do your thing. Now your name is up in the midst of some junk at church. I could go on and on and on, but the truth is, any time that God is going to use you, any time that you are on your way up, you better get ready for some haters. I'm telling you, as sure as I'm sitting in this room being black, <laughs> I can just see some of my Anglo audience and some of my audience in, in uh, Latin America going, what? what does that mean? Anyway, what that means is it's an old expression that as long as I'm a guy, let's just put it that way, this is just a truth about life. Now, here's the deal. Before I even get started into tonight's show, I want to comfort you. I want some of you to realize that success attracts haters. It is the way it is. It's the way that it has always been. And if you are going to do anything with your life, you better accept that fact and get used to it because it's never going to change. Another thing that I want you to get used to is how you handle this stuff. Because as you continue to grow, as you continue to develop, uh, for many of you, you've got a new business and you're some employee you had to get rid of, some company that you had doing work for you, um, even a competitor, they can go on the Internet, put stuff out on you that is not even close to the truth, and most people, they're not going to think good past the tip of their doggone nose to realize that, you know what, is this true? Here's a good example of this. Michael Jackson, rest his soul, was uh, made fun of. He was made the he, – he just took a lot of heat, man. I mean, before the boy died, they had him doing everything from – playing around with little boys to God knows what else, you know. They even accused this man, and he had vitiligo. That's where, you know, your skin starts getting white patches on it, and it's typical in people that have dark melanin content, and it just took over his whole body. So everybody said Mike bleached his skin to turn himself white. I mean, we just make up crazy stuff. Now Bill Cosby is this poor guy feels so bad for this man. It's it's 30 damn years later, 35 years later, 20 years later, and with some of these people damn near 40 years later, and some of these old ratchet folks are coming up talking about this man molested them. Why would you wait 35 damn years to come out and say someone molested you? I can tell you why you would wait and do it, because you want to make yourself relevant. You want to be Back on in the news, and especially somebody crazy as Janice Dickerson, and and I'm, that woman is nutty as a fruitcake, and Raven Simone, Raven, I don't know what the hell your problem is. You can't figure out whether you're gay, straight, or both. But the point I'm making is this, and I'm not saying anything about if people are gay, that's your business. Yes, I'm not gay, but if that's what you want to do, that's cool. That's your thing. But the the thing I'm driving at is once you make it, you are going to be in the battle. I remember this summer. I've ten years of practice. 
my favorite term to people was Google me. <laughs> you know, it's like somebody asks you, what do you do? Who are you? I say, Google me, right? And some idiot goes out, puts out a false thing out, and, and I'm like, okay, I have five or ten pages of good stuff. And somebody lies. And then when I contact these people, I find out this company basically it's celebrities for money. Uh, and whatever you do, if you find that crap, do not click on it because all it will do is move it up in a search engine. But I'm saying this to you that are growing and becoming a brand so it won't happen to you. Uh, Satan is going to attack you. He is going to use people, circumstances, stuff. He's going to attack you through people that you never even thought would do it. It may be an ex-wife. It may even be your own damn children or a friend or a relative or a co-worker or, you know, like I said earlier, the predictable people, uh, a disgruntled employee, your competition. Uh, somewhat, if you're dating somebody that's kind of crazy, that I call it that love-hate relationship, let me tell you, I've had it in my office so many times where a woman or a man would be dating someone, and when they get upset, they call their relatives, you know she ain't this or he isn't that, and they talk about them like a dog. Next thing they know, they like, oh, boo, I'm sorry, I love you. Now, you at the family reunion, or you just said a birthday party or some event with this person, and folks are looking at you like you crazy as hell, and you're wondering, why is everybody staring at me? What's going on here? Well, I'm going to tell you what's going on here. Your boo has gone and talked about you like a dog to people, and what can you didn't even know about it. And, and the worst part of this stuff is this. This thing called the Internet, once something gets on it, it's out there. And I do mean that it's out there. So what we're going to do tonight, I'm going to give you some strategies on how to deal with people ruining your name and scandalizing your name. Let's face it, folks. Uh, I talked to a bunch of my mentors when I went through it, and they said, Doc, you, my, everybody from Pam to knock my publicist. I love you, Pam. Thank you, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Just a lot of people that said, son, you are a national celebrity now. Welcome to the table. And I'm like, what does that mean? They said, you, you have a radio show with millions of listeners. You have a name. These companies like TV One, uh, who has the show Fatal Attraction, Jupiter Entertainment is flying people from Hollywood just to interview you. You're on CBS, CNN. You're being interviewed constantly. Welcome to the to the big stage. And, you know, it didn't dawn on me, but I heard this a long time ago. With fame comes infamy. Now, Bishop Jakes, and, and it's so funny, I, I guess, I don't know if somebody in his camp or he was listening to this show, but he even mentioned the other day a story that he shared with a group of us a long time ago about this woman that came to him and said, Bishop, it's not about them, it's for us. So I want you to know this. Take comfort that not everybody is listening to what the devil has to say about you. 
And I'm not trying to spiritualize this thing. Believe me, I'm not. But, you know, let's take it to the word, okay, because your peace and your comfort's going to come from the word of God. It says the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. So he wants to kill your reputation and your good name. He wants to steal your joy. He is an accuser of the brethren. So when you start getting accused and all of this, don't fight back. If anything, if you did it. Now, I'm saying this. If you did wrong, just admit it, quit it, and forget it. I'm not lying to you. I heard uh, this chick, Joyce Myers, say that years ago. It's like, just admit it, quit it, and forget it. Just come out and say, you know what? Uh, yeah, I smoked some weed. Yeah, I, you know, I got drunk, and that was me peeing on the side of your house when you pulled in the driveway and I ran off. I hope to hell you didn't do that. <laughs> okay, that's a joke. Never mind. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to be honest. When I was pledging my fraternity, this is so true. My producer has given me that look like, oh, my God, this show was going so well until he thought of that. But the truth of it is I was pledging my frat, and me, we had just gone over. And myself and a couple of my frat brothers were waiting on these girls to get back to the house. And they weren't expecting their parents back. We were just going to sit there and talk, and they were, you know, we were celebrating. And why did two of my frat brothers, these people lived on a hill, so uh, we parked uh, right in front of the house. Why did my frat brothers have to be on the side of the house where this girl's parents was coming home? And never mind. Anyway, all right, back to the story. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to put on the whole armor of God. One of my favorite things in the Bible is Ephesians, and I think it's Ephesians. Uh, it's always it re- I always remember it because my birthday is June the 11th. But go to Ephesians 6, 11, and we're going to start this, and then I'm going to approach this spiritually. Then I'm going to give you some technical stuff to do as well as a way to proceed and do this. In other words, you're getting a one heck of a life coaching class tonight on how to handle stress and how to manage issues and anxiety, okay? Now, let's get started with this. It says, put on the whole arm of God that you may stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, for my agnostic people, for my friends that are Jewish and Islamic and Buddhist, just stay with me because God's word, it doesn't do doctrinalism and religion. It's just true. It's just a truth. So let, let's learn some stuff tonight. By putting on the whole armor of God, what does that mean? Well, what that means is, if you notice the first thing it said, it said stand against. The wiles of the devil, meaning wiles, meaning the schemes, right? So don't just sit there and be no punk about this. The more of an attack that you get, I want you to know that that's a sign that something really wonderful is either happening right then in your life and you just don't know about it or it's about to happen. So when people start talking about you, and especially if it's some old hood rat office type stuff, and I'm telling you, friends, just because people have their PhDs and masters does that mean they're not fools, okay? And it could be your own flesh and blood. It could be your own relatives. It could be your ex-wife. Hell, it could even be your doggone children or your mother and father that's dropping salt in your life. 
It could be your employer. It could be somebody they just hired, bought to a company where you have worked 10, 15, 20, 25 years, and they are discrediting you. I'm going to tell you like this. Check out the next sentence. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, listen to that word, wrestle. I mean, that means that something's grabbing at you up close and grabbing and pulling on you where it hurts, because that's what wrestlers do. They grab and pull, you know what I'm saying? And and it says, we are not wrestling, wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Now, what does that mean? I'm going to tell you what it means. It means them damn people you work with. That's right, your boss, the person that works in another department that's not even in your department, that's not even near what you do, but for some kind of way, you have to deal with them. You could be the person that's the department head over here. This idiot works over in purchasing or marketing or whatever or in legal, and now you're over here trying to do your job, and they're over there trying to do everything in the world to undermine you. I'm telling you that's what they mean when they say you're working against powers and principalities because principalities, it's, it's kind of like saying Silicon Valley it doesn't have a street that makes or a zip code to it. It's just an area that you're in. So you could be in this area of your life. It could be at your church. I'm here to tell you, I don't know why the Spirit is leading me to this, so I'm probably talking to you. Yes, you. It could be, you could be the pastor of a church, and it could be your board. It could be your wife or your husband that is working against you. And and it also says against spiritual hosts and wickedness and the heavenly places, meaning in places where you would think, okay, this shouldn't happen here. Well, dear one, let me tell you, yes, the hell it will. It will happen at the worst time, at the worst place around folk. And you'll be like, I did not think you were that ignorant. Child, let me tell you something. Yes, he is. Yes, she is. Yes, they are. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may stand and withstand in the evil day, meaning that day where everything seems to go go hard on you. Now, what is this whole armor again? I'm going to give you this, and, and I really want you to listen to me right now. Listen to me right now. First, don't fight back. Now, I'm not saying be no punk now. I didn't say let nobody dog you out. But pick your battles. Pick them wisely. I had a friend of mine. I, I've got a little issue that I had to deal with in the last couple of weeks with a, a man that I don't even know, ain't never met, but the man is, he's got issues. And, and you know, I have great mentors around me. And, you know, all of them told me the same thing. I prayed over it. And God told me, I, I was like, what do I do? And they said, don't you do nothing. They said, you just do what you're called to do and ignore that man. Now, this person is messing with my resources and things that I need to do my job effectively. And, my, and you know what these guys told me? And they were right. They said, God will provide. You just do what you're supposed to do and, and do it better than you've ever done it. So I'm telling you, first, you pray and ask God to direct your path. 
Second, ignore the distraction because, see, the enemy knows two things. He cannot screw up your life unless you participate, meaning you got to get mad and go cuss somebody out. You have to go and get your little attitude in or uh, just withdraw from doing what you should be doing. Do the exact opposite. Get a better attitude, work twice as hard, and don't, don't go tit for tat with it. It says, stand therefore, and having girded your, way, your waist with truth, meaning surround yourself with the truth of, that you know to be true. And if you made a mistake, because I'm going to tell you something, there are times when, yeah, you screwed up. I mean, just own it and just say, you know what, yes, I did lie. Yes, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Okay, yeah, I did betray you. Or, okay, I did talk about you. Just admit what you did. And then from the bottom of your heart, and I did a show on this earlier this year about apologize. Oh, this is cool. We're about to hit 2 million listeners tonight. This is really cool. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. But but the truth is, I did a show about this um, maybe a few months ago where I said there's a difference between apologizing and being truly sorry. There are times when you have to let people know, you know what, I made a commitment to you that I just can't keep, and I thought I could keep it. I'm sorry. And, I, and just let it be that. And then if you can fix the problem Fix it. I had something happen to me this year uh, over the summer where somebody wanted to do something to help a lot of people. Long story short, I got screwed on this on a business deal, and my name was left dangling out there. You know, you know, it's kind of like one of the things where something goes wrong, and the people that did it leave you there, and it, because you're the one that's standing there, you look like you did it, but you didn't do nothing. But I had to make good on something that really wasn't my fault. But I made good on it, and it cost me, man. I mean, it cost me thousands of dollars. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't know how it left the taste in other people's mouths, but I can sleep at night knowing that, you know what, I did the right thing. And nobody, even though those circumstances were quite uncomfortable as well as a pain in the butt, and yes, did I want to strangle the hell out of some folks? You know I did, but the truth is I didn't. I didn't cuss nobody out. I didn't go act a fool. And right after I paid that off, God blessed me, and he said, you know, you, you know, you did the right thing, and another opportunity came my way. Now, let, let me be honest. It says, now, take the shield of faith. What does that mean? What that means is know within your heart that everything is going to be okay. I don't care how it looks. I don't care if you're Googling your name and somebody got you out there with a pair of raggedy drawers on. Oh, that's something else, child. Don't wear no raggedy drawers like Mama used to say. If you're in a wreck and you got to go to the doctor, don't have all no raggedy drawers. I mean, you look bad wearing a pair of period panties and you're not on your cycle. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that was nasty, wasn't it? But the point I'm making is try to always have your best qualities put forth all the way down 
to what people can't see about you. And it says, you know, when you have that shield of faith, you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. And and what is the, what's a fiery dart? I'm going to tell you what a fiery dart is. A fiery dart is when somebody is lying on you, then and you kind of like, I don't believe this fool instead. Or somebody just writes some stuff up, puts it out there about you. Let me tell you something, people. I said this the other week. There's one of my clients. I was sitting at the table. I love these people. It's just a beautiful family that I work with. And the guy said, Dr. Young, I read that lie, and it made me angry. And then I started getting phone calls after I talked about it on the air. And don't y'all click on that crap because it drives it up, so don't do it. But but I got so many. I got hundreds of emails and text messages with people saying, I know you. And I'm going to tell you, it's kind of like Bishop Jakes and that woman. He said when he thinks of that story, it made him want to cry. But I'm going to tell you, stop and think deeper. Why does God let us get persecuted? I'm going to tell you why. Number one, it makes you closer to him. And if that persecution involved you losing a wife, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, probably even your doggone job, it'll be okay. Because when one door closes, I promise you another door will open. So stop thinking. You know, there's this thing in psychology. It's called a personal fable. You can look it up later. Just Google personal fable. But it's typically associated with adolescents and teenagers. And it's kind of like that thing where a little girl or a teenage boy goes, I have a zip right on my forehead. And nobody notices it. Nobody but them. And they think because they can see it that everybody else is paying attention to it too. Child, let me tell you, no, they're not. No, they're not. Now, Here's what we're going to do. Uh, my producer is going, would you please go to break? Would you please go to break? So i tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to take a quick break, but here's what I want. We are, when we come back, get your pen and paper out right now. Call. If you know somebody that's going through holy crap right now that's being scandalized and talked about like a dog, you call them right now, tell them to tune into the show. I'm getting ready to give you three things. One, how to psychologically, mentally, and emotionally get over pain and, and hurt and all of this stuff. And then the second thing, I'm going to give you techniques so that if somebody has scandalized your doggone name on the Internet, how you can push that crap back to page three or four of Google and not having it bite you in the butt, as well as how to be proactive to make sure you have a good name. But right now, I've been featuring his music all week, and I want to go ahead and play this song, uh, play this song uh, by my boy Brian Courtney Wilson, and it's called Just Love. So we'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Man, I've been to a lot of beautiful churches, and they were filled with so many beautiful people. It was a pleasure to be there. There's just this one church in Houston, Texas. I had to write a song about because they love me. They would say, you can run, you can run, you can run, you can run. There's no hiding place you can't deny Don't try to fight Cause we love you and there's 
There's nothing you could ever do About If you get off track Turn around and come right back Because we love you And there is nothing you could ever do About If you lose your way You still got a place to stay So Touch somebody Find out that they understand When you tell them what you've been through Who you are, what you had to do Even when you hear them say That the God we serve has made a way For you to lay your burden down Rest and make a joyful sound Because we love you There is nothing you could ever do Oh no, about If you get off track, turn around and come right back Because we love you and there is nothing you could ever do About if you lose your way, you still got a place to stay And we're back. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We're talking about scandal tonight. You know, it's time that you can do one of two things when the enemy attacks you. You can lay there like a little punk and not do anything. And I promise you, if that, if you do that, you're probably just going to get your butt kicked again. So don't do that. And here's how we, here's some ways that we can have you protect your good name. First, you and I no doubt, have experienced the damaging effects of people gossiping about us. If you haven't, (laughs) consider yourself fortunate. But I promise you, if you are going to be, one, used of God, two, if you're going to make some money in your life and be successful in business, gossiping is going to happen and people are going to find some kind of way to put your name in some mess and it will spread like a virus, and typically this happens until your reputation has been, uh, for lack of a better word, TT'd on a little bit. But it's not the end of the world. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you like this. Had I not, I, I had um, been in business 10 years always like Mr. Big Shot, great reputation, all this, then I encounter firing some people in a fool, and I get my first taste of what it's like to be a celebrity. And and here's what it is. It's not the money. Uh, you know, I don't have that yet. Uh, it's not the fame. That, that comes and goes, you know, just depending on what week it is. But the truth is, is when people start talking about you that you don't know or people start saying, hey, I know you and you don't know them from Adam, that's the first stage of being a celebrity. So here's what I want you to understand. You must, if you got your pen and paper, get to writing, get to writing right now. You have to figure out who are you and then work on showing that to people. And I'm not talking about the crowd, folks. I'm talking about one person at a time. Now, if you are already any kind of famous, you may just be the pastor of a church. You may just be a supervisor at work. But the bottom line is all of that is a form of fame. You could just be a business owner. You could be cool with a bunch of people. All of that is a form of fame. And 
when you find that you are the focus of somebody's gossip and your feelings and your reputation have been hurt, it could be that you made some bad choices. And now people that are gossiping are using those choices against you. Or maybe if, you know, I've seen beautiful women get lied on. Dudes be talking about they slept with you and all of that, and they just lying. I mean, just straight up lying. You know, so maybe somebody's just making up lies about you or they are trying to get back at you because you they feel like, well, hell, you didn't even give me $20. I asked you for $20. You know, whatever. People are crazy as a Bessie Bull, crazy as a bee in a beer bottle, but I don't know where I just got that one from. But the point is you may feel like there's no choice but to counteract the horrible stuff they're saying. I'm going to tell you like this. You can do that all day. But trust me, the more energy that you put into it, the bigger and the longer that mess lasts. It's kind of like wherever you focus your attention, that's where you get your results. I'm going to repeat that. That's big people, wherever you focus your attention, that's where you're going to get some results. So let's just say somebody even said you did whatever. You know, people are not really giving that much of a hoot about that mess. And even if they are, it's, who are the people that cares? I remember when one of my daughters, oh, my daughter's not listening right now. This girl will kill me. But when she was a freshman at Grambling State University, she called me and she said, Dad, somebody said something. And I said, baby. Do you think America gives a damn about these little hood rats that are down there in the country with you? And, but, Daddy, you don't understand. I said, oh, yes, I do, baby. I, and, and, you know, now she'll laugh about it. That same daughter right now is a lieutenant in the United States Army with two degrees and in graduate school and what have you. But, you know, just the truth be told, it ain't that crucial, boo. So whatever somebody's saying about you or whatever they've even done to try to make you look bad, ignore it. And that's what I, that's rule number one, ignore the negative. It's very important to stop listening to all the bad things that you think may be or are being said about you because all it's going to do is make you feel discouraged and hopeless. You know what I'm saying? So don't listen to it. Second thing, you have to figure out, who am I? And then work on showing that to people one person at a time. You know, you are well aware of how you do not want people to view you. So think about how do you want them to view you and why. And this is like when you're dealing with um, family members and friends and folks at church, somebody running around, and and women, I wish y'all would stop knocking other women at church. You know what? I, I feel so bad when uh, attractive women are new at a church and those other women that are sitting up there eating too many pieces of pie and an extra thing of rice or whatever they want to talk about. Look at him. She thinks he's something. You need to get your fat behind up, lose some doggone weight, and stop talking about folks because you're running off people that God sent to your church to help you, number one, but that's that's a whole nother show. But the point of it is, is when these people are trying to talk about you and say you think you something, you look them straight in the eye and say, you know what? You may think I'm arrogant. I'm just confident. 
You look them in the eye and say, I do not want your ugly, stupid husband. I already have a fool I'm dating. I don't want your wife. And let them know I'm here to really try to make a positive difference. And I don't care if that's at work. I don't care if that's at church. I don't care if that's at the beauty shop where you work or the barber shop or, you know, wherever it is you are. Whether you're an executive in in corporate America or you're on hot fries at McDonald's, child, you know who you are. And you got to be that person. You have to just be bigger than the idiot that's trying to piss you off. Okay? Here's number three. Find somebody intelligent that you can talk to who will remind you of who you really are, somebody that believes the best about you. You know, one thing I learned a a moment ago in my life is everybody don't like Dr. D, and that's okay because you know what? Dr. D don't like everybody. I may love you, but I may not like you worth a nickel, so You know, the fact I can love you does not mean that I like you. And there are many people right now that are listening to this program that I love the heck out of you, but I don't like you, and you don't like me. Let's just be honest because you talk about me behind my back, but it's all good because when you're in my face, you're just skinning and grinning and whatever. Well, you know what? I don't care. You don't care. We both will keep living, right? But until you can find somebody that's a good friend, just keep telling yourself over and over again. I'm not who them fools say that I am, and I know I'm a good person. I may not be perfect, but I'm working on getting better. And that's that's all anybody can ask of you. You know, I remember earlier in my coaching career, I made mistakes just like any other clinician. You know, I said some things that I wish I didn't say or I handled some stuff a way I wish I didn't handle it. And did it bite me in the butt? Hell, yeah, it bit me in the butt. But I learned from it. I didn't let it defeat me. In other words, what I'm saying to you, dear one, is you can make your mistakes, but don't let your mistakes define who you are. And be honest, this is number four, by the way, in in case you're taking notes. Uh, Be honest about your mistakes. If the source of the gossip, that somebody is talking about you about is rooted in something that's true. And and let's just say it's partially true. It ain't all the way true. Let people, especially the people that you care about the most, know what is true and what isn't. Now, but and then tell them, you know what, Uh, I want to change. And what you do is over time, you go about proving that you're gonna that you have changed, but don't go out your way to do it. Because baby, let me tell you something. There are certain people that if you set yourself in the middle of the town center and lit yourself on fire, they'd be talking about, uh huh. He, I smell him. He smelled like chicken, don't he? No, he don't. He's uh uh-uh, uh. He smelled like train smoke. I mean, yeah, there's nothing that you can do that is gonna please everybody. So, and and let me make you feel real good about yourself, too. The people that are talking about you, they have done some stuff, too. You know, I was reading an article when I was having breakfast this morning, and I read this article about this guy where these reporters were coming out attacking him, and he said, you know what, I ought to hire some people who just go and snoop up on the reporters, and we can put their stuff in the press. Now, you know, these people were at this, uh, this 
dinner in New York, a bunch of wealthy folks. And I, being honest, I'm all for that. Because while you're sitting up there trying to knock somebody, look at your own stuff. And, and that's something else. I'm not saying that you should not own your mistakes, because you should. But if somebody keeps beating you up over something you did wrong, it's sooner or later, baby, you can go ahead and tell them, now, look here, little mama, uh, you ain't all that now. You know, now, yes, I made a mistake. I always own yours. But it's okay to point out to people when they just kind of go on a little bit overboard all up in your grill about something. You can check them because I guarantee you come at me with it and see if I don't check you. I'm going to check you. I'm going to check you like like I got a red marker, and it's going to be, what do you call that, a Sharpie. (laughs) You ain't going to be able to erase it after I check you. But when, when people just keep trying to make beat you up over a mistake, you can tell them, look, you ain't perfect either now. Now, I'm working on me, and I'm sorry I did what I did. I always keep that in. Now, here's number five. Sometimes if you have just really screwed up, and you can sometimes, you know, time will usually heal some situations, but when it doesn't, and sometimes it won't. Maybe that's God's way of moving you from the people that you are around. Now, I'm going to go back through this list because I, I want to jump and talk about the business side of, of your brand being damaged. So, number one, ignore the negative stuff. Stop listening to it. Stop reading what they put on Twitter and Facebook or Pinterest or whatever. You know, whatever it is, just stop, stop giving it your time because where you put effort, that's where you get results now. And then sit down and figure out who, are, who am I. Quit paying attention to who they say you are. You need to ask yourself who are you. And if they lie, you damn sure don't need to be paying no attention to this. And then find out. Uh, I'm not find out. Find another person to talk to, somebody that's positive, somebody that wants to see you make it. <laughs> you know, misery loves company, so don't go get around nobody else that's jacked up. But, you know, just find somebody that's like, you know what, uh, I drank too much at the party and I, I vomited too. Whatever it is you did, uh, you know, okay, yeah, you slept with somebody's wife, husband, you uh, lied to somebody, lied about somebody, got caught in it. Just, just, you know, find somebody else that can inspire you. It may be a pastor. It may be a friend. Hell, it may even be a stranger. And then always find people that know the good part of you, people that can remind you of who you really are, that believe the best about you, and that can encourage you, you know, I will tell people in a heartbeat, I don't need you. I need I, I need God. I need Jesus. I need you know. I need me. I don't need you. Now and and for all my listeners that are in the Middle East, and which I had no clue, so many of you guys listening in Abu Dhabi and Dubai and what have you, I want to thank you for tuning into the program, and to the people over in London that stay up because this it's uh, what you I come on like two in the morning over there. And we have uh, tens of thousands of listeners over here. I want to thank you. But I want you to just learn, oh, it's okay to make a mistake. 
It ain't okay for the mistake to define you. So just be honest, admit it, quit it, and forget it. Again, admit it, quit it, and forget it. And, and time heals these things. You know, if you need a new group of friends, that may be God just telling you, get away from these clowns. You don't need these people. Now, let's say, let's just say you did whatever folks are accusing you of. You did it. You went and screwed around on your boyfriend. You went and screwed around on your wife. Okay, you did take that change out, big mama purse, whatever. Act like you, like I said, don't apologize. Show people that you're truly sorry. And you don't have to do it every day, all day, because that means you're truly crazy. But what I'm saying is just, you know, say, you know what, you were the one person that trusted me, and I betrayed your trust, and I'm sorry. I ain't gonna, But don't tell them that every day, because people don't want to hear that. Now, here's the deal. Make a little change in something about you. Change your routine. Hell, go get get that weave out your head. If, if you did something and you were wearing some blonde weave, go get you some black weave. Okay, well, just get rid of the weave. Just be you. Some of y'all are so been wearing weave so long you're acting like that's your real hair. Child, please stop that. It's not your hair. I don't care if you paid for it. Okay, my producer's giving me that look again. I won't go there. No. And then here's the other thing. Just be patient with yourself, you know, because the people that are talking about you, they jacked up too. Just let it go. Now, let's say this happened at your job. It seems like now you got a new job and you fell in with the wrong people. You know them folks that's always gossiping <laughs> and they don't pull you, girl, you know what? And, and now your name, because I'm going to tell you this, please hear this, people. A dog that brings a bone carries a bone. In other words, that's a country way of saying if they're going to come talk about somebody to you, they're going to go talk about you to somebody. You can take that to the bank all day. You hear me? Here's what you do. Stop associating with the source of the problem. That's number one. Get to work early because people, people don't hang around work to see who got there late, I mean, who stays late. But if you get to work early, people who typically ain't going to come bother you because you can say, you know what, I'm really busy. But your boss will notice it. Here's the next thing. Keep a notebook and every day write down about three to five priorities you want to get done that day. You know, the workplace is so hectic that most people just just go to work and they're kind of like bumblebees. they just in there buzzing around. But go to work. Yeah, because this is where you you screwed up at anyway. Suppose somebody fires your behind. Change your priorities and go talk to your supervisor and just tell them the truth. Just And don't tell too much because you may work with a fool. But if you got a decent boss, a good supervisor, a good team lead, Go and just tell them, you know what, I know I just got here and somebody came to me, and you don't need to spread names saying who did it unless it's really critical, but you don't have to. Because they don't already know who you're talking about anyway. And just say, I got off to the wrong start, and I really want to just focus on doing a good job. And I wrote down some priorities for me today, but do you, here's, let me share them with you and tell me, do you have some things that you think I need to put on this list that I, or I need to interchange or something? You know, in other words, start being serious about what you're doing and then be sure to check in with your supervisor. 
Let people know that you are there to earn a living, not there to make friends. Next, do the work. So I don't care if you're working at the city or or at McDonald's or if you're working for an engineering firm or whatever. Just be at work and do your work. And try to be so busy that folks won't bother you. (laughs) Here's the next thing. Keep it positive. Anybody got something negative to say, just walk off. You you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I had to teach this to one of my clients the other week. No is is a complete sentence within itself. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You can just say no to folks. For real, though, you can. You can just tell people no. You don't have to say it's a complete sentence. And then keep a check on your attitude. You know, have an attitude of gratitude, and you'd be surprised. That will take you a long way. Now, here's the next one. Let's say somebody attacks your brand, meaning you just started a business, a restaurant, a beauty salon, a service provider, you know, you're delivering packages or you, you're you new in a practice in medicine or law or something, and you were doing well, so now you didn't find this chick or this guy, so they didn't want to put something on Yelp or on some fake thing, uh, allegation against you on one of these uh, slander services where they can put something out without having to put their name. Here's what I want you to do. First thing, go on the Internet don't keep looking at it because here's the deal. If you keep clicking on it, you drive it up on Google, Yahoo, Bing, whatever. So don't click on it. Once you read it that first time, that's enough. Do not click on it, and don't tell other people to click on it, right? Now, after you do that, check how bad the damage is, all right? Here's what you need to do after that. Set up an account, and I know if you're listening to this, though, you probably saw it on Facebook or something, but set up an account on Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Google+, Plus, uh, Names, N-A-Y-M-Z, whatever, the N-A-M-Y-Z. I don't know how to spell it, so don't tell me I spelled it wrong, but you know what I mean. But on one of these social media sites and start commenting and sharing information and talk about positive stuff. In other words, start rebranding yourself. And then the places like Google and Yahoo where you can set up alerts for your own name. So set up a Google alert, Yahoo alert for your name or the name of your business. So that way every time something comes up about you, you know about it. And you can quickly respond to it, especially those of you that are on food services or services like being a barber, being a beautician, uh, being in a law practice, a medical practice, or whatever. You, you know, make sure you do that because you need – people are going to talk about you, and especially when you start making a lot of money or you're doing better than your competition – People are are tripped these days, man. They will go and lie, make up stuff, put false stuff out just to knock you and because they're hating on you. So set up alert, alerts for yourself. Next thing, just because you're a good person offline doesn't mean you'll always look good online. And the truth is not an effective defense for you. So that's when you need to be very careful about who 
you associate with online. You can't be friends with everybody. Just because you ain't got but 10 Facebook friends, let me tell you something, child. Nine of them may not be folks you want to deal with, so it's okay to have one Facebook friend. I would rather have one good, honest, decent person associated with me than 10 folks I don't know nothing about. Now, in my case, if you are like what I do, I have a public brand. I'm a public, I'm a name, right? So I have like 50, 40-some thousand fans on my on my Arthur page. My friends page is maxed out with a waiting list with 100-plus people. You know, and the places where I'm a contributor, that's over a half million people uh, in total. I have to realize that I can't control what all these people are going to say or do. So anything you see on Facebook about me, it's all business. It's If I made a comment and said, hey, you're really sexy, you're beautiful, it, I mean it. It's not like I'm just saying it, but I'm just paying you a compliment, boo. I am not trying to date you. I'm not trying to be your man. You know what I'm saying? And and I keep it like that. You will never be able to say, I saw Dr. Young out in public uh, with his drawers down. So no, you didn't. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do that. So you have to remember, if you are a brand, you are going to always be that brand. When you go to the store at 11.30 at night, you are still your brand. If you on Saturday morning are running to Walmart, you are still your brand. So make sure that your online reputation matches your behavior out in public, okay? And then the other thing, know when to call in a professional. Now, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of these reputation management companies on the Internet are full of crap. They're just going to take your money. So here's some things you can do. If you have a WordPress website or whatever your website is, go to the section where it says plugins and add a search engine optimization plugin. They're free. Well, you can upgrade it to a professional one, but don't let these uh, people lie to you, these Internet folks, like they lied to me. Oh, that costs money. That's our technology. They lie. You can get those plugins for free. Okay, so get an SEO plugin for your website and just upload the plugin. You can just go to your back office in your website and where it says plugins, go add new plugin, and then you can search for just type SEO plugin. Okay, you want to make sure you do that. By And here's why I'm saying it. If you make sure that your website is optimized, it's not going to stop what other people did or what they said, but you can at least have your message be the dominant thing that's out there about you. And that's, again, where the social media site comes in. I was in, I was speaking at Texas Southern University, and during this thing, uh, one of my dear friends, he's uh, the controller of the city of Houston, Ron Green, he made a comment. He said, before we hire people, we check their Facebook page. And I'm like, what? So, boo. You can't be twerking on a video on your Facebook page. You might want to delete that. Hey, dude, you can't have that blunt in your mouth with running around sagging and have it on your Facebook page. But if you use social media responsibly, you can create an online image and reputation that reflects who you really are and not who you're pretending to be. Now, let's say let's let's say this. Let's say these things or um, have gotten out of hand. 
And let's say that that boyfriend, that girlfriend you had, you know the one you sent the picture to with your drawers off? Yeah, them. Anyway, they now that picture's on the Internet. Well, first, let me give you some advice. Don't ever deal with people that don't have as much to lose as you do. Can't, duh, all right? Because if you do that, you're, I'm not going to call you you stupid, but that ain't exactly the most intelligent thing that you could do. You feeling me? Don't fool with folks that don't have what you have to lose. In as much, whatever you do, stop before you walk down this path in the public eye. Realize that the Internet does not forgive anyone. It is an unforgiving place. So when you do anything, like I'm going to tell you something I've learned from this last year of being in business. I've learned that I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do things with no intention of trying to harm anybody, get over anybody. I've never been like that anyway. But what I'm saying is you need to make it a mandate in your life to just be a good person because that's just who you are. Second thing, I spend more time with God than I do people. And I'm not trying to play like I'm Bible boy Billy because obviously you know I still curse. You know, I don't drink anymore. I don't smoke pot. I don't do any of that stuff anymore. But I'm still a normal guy. But I spend every day in the morning, during the day, and in the evening, I spend a lot of time meditating and praying. And before I do anything with anybody, I get advice from my mentors. And I'm not saying I need the peanut gallery to sanction my actions, and I'm not telling you to do that. What I'm saying to you is if you continue to allow people to guide you, you will always be misguided. I'm going to say that again. As long as you let the other folk Folk that don't know as much about you or what you need to know about. It's like when I need to, if I had a plumbing problem, I'm going to talk to a certified plumber. I'm not going to go over to my auto mechanic and ask the auto. He may be a great mechanic, but I'm not going to ask him about plumbing. You have to have the sense to heed wise counsel before you do something. Second thing Watch who in the hell you are around. Surround yourself with people that will tell you something's in your nose, meaning don't get around these folk that long as you can pick them up and take them somewhere and get an approval code on your debit or your credit card. Those aren't your friends. Those are your ego supporters. There's a whole lot of difference because, see, your friends, they don't tell you, you know what, uh, I had a dream or the Lord gave me a message. And, and I'm not saying that everybody that tell you God gave them a message for you that is from God, but sometimes God's messages ain't going to always be Joel Osteen. They're going to be the truth, and they're going to tell you, well, you know what, you, you know, and you may not even be doing anything wrong, but it could be God is trying to protect you for something that's going to happen in the future, okay? Your real friends tell you the truth, and they're not going to always tell you what you want to hear. And stop being so damn sensitive, because if you weren't so sensitive, you wouldn't be in this mess to start with. Second thing, uh, I guess fourth thing, uh, I guess if I counted, um, it doesn't matter what other people think about you. What matters is what you know about yourself. 
you know, I had a, um, I've seen people lose their jobs, feel like crap, and then later they get vindicated. Or I've seen people lose a, a husband or a wife because somebody lied on them. I, I'm thinking about Miss Twirl on uh, Housewives of Atlanta. This dude, Apollo, lied on this woman for two years, made her look like the neighborhood hope. And at the end of the day, the man was lying. Now, I'm not going to say it was cool for her to have a blowhorn talking in Portia's face and doing all of that. Yes, I watched The Housewives of Atlanta, and you do too. Stop lying. Okay, maybe you don't. But I watch it, and, I, and it's a train wreck. But, I, you know, I'm studying personalities as my excuse that I'm going to tell you all. Anyway, truth of it is, there are times when people will just have you, will mistreat you because they don't have all the information is where I'm going with it. It's happened to me where someone, you know, I've been accused of something, and I didn't do anything wrong, but it looked that way because they didn't have all the information. You have to know in your heart of hearts who you are, and you've got to stand up for yourself. You know, and I wanted to go here before we go off there. I want you, if you made a mistake, let's say, for instance, what's being said about you is true. I want you to write down on paper. Yes, I, I'm not saying right now. Some of y'all might use up a tablet. But what I'm saying is write down on paper what you did. Write down on paper who it affected. I'm going to repeat it. Write down on paper what you did. Write down on paper who it affected. And just call them people up and just say, you know what, I just want to tell you I'm sorry. You know, I feel bad about it. Let it go after you do that. Because that's all God requires is that you just repent. That doesn't mean you got to go fall on a sword and commit Harry Carey or nothing. You know, you ain't got to do that. Just, Just be honest. Just, you know, write the people on the paper call them apologize and then burn up that sheet of paper. Take that sheet of paper. Don't you set your damn house on fire now. But go outside and light it on fire, and, and as it burns up, let it go and don't open it no more. Second thing that I want you to do on another sheet of paper is write down all the stuff that's good about you. Stop thinking about this one mistake that you made, uh, maybe several mistakes over a few weeks and months or even maybe years, but write down some good things about you. You're compassionate. You always try to help old people and little kids and sick folk. To the people you are a friend to, you're a good friend. Write down whatever's good about you. And hold on to that when you want to feel bad. Next thing, and I'm going to revisit this again. And for my friends that are Jewish and my friends that are agnostic and Islamic, you know, it's okay to share God's word, even not in your religion. Put on the whole armor of God. And I'm, I'm going to read this to you and leave you with this as a thought. Oh, while you're doing it, while you're listening, do me a favor. Go to org. It's just D-I-V-N Young, but put the doctor in front of it, D-R, no period, D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G.org. I want you to go to the website and share some of our content you will find at the bottom of each one of the stories. And it's not just the four or five things you see. If you go to that, you can just click hidden next. It's probably 50, 60, maybe even a hundred articles or whatever on each, under each category. Right. But just pick something and share it on your LinkedIn and on your Pinterest and on 
your YouTube and on Tumblr. Just share it. I'm asking you to do that because uh, when we changed from .com to .org, we lost some of our traction with Google, so we need to get it back, and I need your help to do that, just being transparent. Uh, Second thing, please hit the follow button if you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio. Just click the follow button to follow the program because everything now is about quantifiable data. I'm talking to a bunch of networks right now about some syndication and stuff, so they need to know that you guys are, are part of the team, and I, and I appreciate you for doing it. Now, let's go back to this Ephesians thing. Finally, my brethren and my sisters, be strong in God and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you can stand against these fools. I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, so if y'all read this in the Bible and be like, it doesn't say nothing about no fools, that's me. I'm trying to convert this to a language you will understand. But put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand up against your haters, these, these backstabbers, or the people that's just telling the truth about something you did. Because you're not wrestling against just people meaning flesh and blood, you're dealing with systems of men. You're dealing with people that are, you know, that are in organizations. You may have joined uh, the, your fraternity or a community service group, or you may have joined a sorority, and now that you're in, you're realizing that, you know, these people ain't what I thought. Well, hey, let me tell you something. I don't care if you join the Skull and Bones, the Fries Club, my fraternity, uh, you know, whatever, because I don't want to get no letters and get sued by mentioning anything specific. But, you know, there are people that are in places of power that they don't want you to have any power because that's where their ego gets validated. So you have to put on the whole armor of God, meaning you got to pray. You got to meditate. And then realize that on your worst days, some of these people are going to come out the woodworks. But after you put up with all of that, just stand and stand. Know who you are. I want you to surround yourself in the truth of who you are, even if you did, even if what's being said about you is true. Just from this day forward, do what's right. And if people are lying on you, just, you know, stand there in peace and in forgiveness. Above all, take the shield of faith to quench all of them lies and all that hatred. It says in the words, the fiery darts of the wicked one, but it may be more than just one because it's not the devil. I think Satan uses people, but people often volunteer their services to be used. I want you to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And whatever that word is for you, if it's in the Quran, the Ching, the teachings of Lao Tzu, the Torah, or the Bible, God is in all of those books. You have to be watchful, not only for other people, but for yourself. Because I'm going to tell you something, folks. <laughs> Whatever people say, God will make your enemies, your footstools, and your stepping stones. What was sent to curse you is the exact thing God is going to use to bless you. Ask me how I know. I'm going to tell you how I know, child, I've lived it. 
all of it, it's so funny. I remember being at University of Houston years ago in pre-med, living in Cougar Place. I was so broke I couldn't buy a mosquito cap. <laughs> and people, I would ask women to go out with me, and they'd be like, I ain't going out with you. You know, you ain't got nothing. You know, I lost everything. Mother died, everything embezzled. But them same people right now, some of them, they still don't like me. Others, I'm getting emails and phone calls, and they asking me for everything from help to borrow some money. The same people that wouldn't give me the time of day. So God will make the people that are talking about you shut the hell up. God will make your enemies your footstools and your stepping stones. And that which was meant to curse you will be the exact same thing he uses to bless you. It says in the word, touch not my anointed. You know what I'm saying? You are special. Whatever's being said, you may be a high school girl or some girl in college and some dude lying to me he slept with you. You may be somebody that's in corporate America and somebody in another department is doing their best to try to undermine you trying to help your team or your staff. You may be somebody that just joined the church or been at the church a while and somebody in the church is lying on you, and you could be it could be the pastor because you wouldn't sleep with him. It could be that you just married someone, and their relatives don't like you for nothing because you're trying to encourage your husband or your wife to do better. Let me tell you something, people. If don't nobody love you, Dr. D. Yvonne Young loves you, and God loves you, and you need to love you. Your angels love you. And the Holy Spirit loves you. So I just gave you five folks, and they say there is strength and agreement and power in a fire, in a threefold cord. And it also says if one can put down a thousand and two ten thousand, if you get out to five, I think you ought to be at what ten million or at least a million. Stop worrying about how things appear. Comfort and knowing how things are. There's a plan for your life. It's much bigger than you could imagine. Now, what I want you to do, I'm going to say this prayer for you real quick uh, before we get out of here. If you got my producers looking at me smiling. Y'all like it when I act like I have some sense, don't you? Okay. I would say something goofy, but it just mess up the moment. So let's, let's just say this prayer real quick. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, your word says that anywhere two or more gathered in your name that you're likewise in the midst. Father, your word says that Satan is the author of confusion. It says that he came to kill, steal, and destroy, and that he's an accuser of the brethren. But I'm going to throw it in, God. It ain't always Satan. It's some crazy folks. And sometimes it can just be the stuff that we that we did as, ourselves. I ask you, Father, to make a difference in all of our lives. I plead to you in earnest and in sincerity, first, that I, I'm repenting of whatever I did, Dr. D. Yvonne Young did. I repent for the person that's listening. I ask you, Father, that right now you restore their good name, that anything from a picture to a recording to a video 
to just what people are whispering. Let it fall on deaf ears. Let people not even see it. Let them not even look at it no more, Father. Your word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then you will hear from heaven and you will forgive them and heal their land. And in, when I say land, Father, I'm referring to that battlefield of the mind. I'm referring to their brand, to that business they got started, to their practice that they're in, to that relationship with someone that they love, to that job that, that now they need to get a new job because they just got wrongfully terminated or they're at a job right now, a new job, and people are giving them hell. Father, I ask that you bless everyone under the sound of my voice and even the people that aren't present. And even moreover, Father, forgive the folks that are talking about us, me, the the person that's listening to this prayer right now. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. For it is written, what you have blessed cannot be cursed, and if you be for us, what can be against us? Your word says that anything we ask in your son's name that you would do, your word says anywhere two or more are gathered in your name that you're also in the midst. Your word says you are not a man that you should lie. Your word says command you, provoke you, dare you, that you would not open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we would not otherwise receive. Your word says what is loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven and what is bound in heaven will be bound on earth. So, Father in heaven, I just want to tell you thank you for restoring our good names and that we will live the manifestation of the potential that you put in us. For your word says, you who began a good and perfect work in us will see it through until it's very perfection. So I thank you. Amen. So anyway, check this out, folks. That prayer, the good part is this show is recorded, so you can listen to it over and over. Tonight is the first day of the rest of your life. That which was meant to curse you is going to be the very thing that God is using to bless you, and your enemies will be your footstools and stepping stones. I love you, madly. Most sincerely, I do. This is Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and I will talk to you on Wednesday. Have an awesome day. Bye now. <laughs>